Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. You guys are in for a treat today because I'm bringing in a special guest who I've had the opportunity to get to know very well over the past year, and she is just a ball of energy. She makes me, she lights up a room every time I've, I've been around her. And one of the biggest reasons I'm excited about this guest today is because she has very different strategies than yours truly. Yes, for those of you who are regular listeners of the podcast, you know I have been standing on my soapbox telling all of you to stop posting so much on social media. And my guest today is an absolute genius when it comes to viral videos. Yes, we're talking TikTok, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, Facebook reels, and more of them. So we're all in for a treat today because my guest is Nika Stewart, and she helps entrepreneurs redefine traditional business concepts so that they can write their own rules. Her clients show up and shine online as their unique, brilliant superstars that they are so that they get the recognition that they deserve. They make a meaningful impact, and most importantly, they grow a profitable business. Nika, my friend, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. It is my absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to talk with you and to kind of debate a little bit. I know. I'm loving this because I learned so much from you. And we actually just talked earlier this week about camera confidence and just pressing the button because that's one of the hardest things for so many of us is, oh, well, who wants to hear what I have to say? Who wants to see me showing up in their feed all the time? And we're going to be talking about how you can do that more and stop worrying about what others think. But before we dive into that, I would just love for you to share a little bit of your story because I got to hear it earlier this week about your aha moment of video and just kind of not caring. Yeah, it's really freeing to stop caring so much about the trying to be perfect and Am I interesting enough? And will people be inspired? Will they get value? Not that that ever goes away. We're human beings and we want to make sure that if we're sharing ourselves, that we're not embarrassing ourselves and uh, all of that. However, what I have learned is that absolutely, if you think your story is not interesting enough, if you think you're boring, if you think you don't have enough to share that will inspire and make an impact on the world, you are wrong. It's not about the actual story as much as the insights that people get from it, the eureka moments, how you handle situations. Those are the things that are inspiring to other people. Oh my gosh, if you just share your story. So many people will be like, thank goodness someone is saying this. So many people wish that they had the courage to say what I'm telling you to say. So get out there and say it. So you asked my story. I learned this because I grew up 
with a mom who wanted me to be perfect. I think many of us are taught that in order to get out there, we first need to be better. We're not good enough until we're perfect, really, especially now on video. You have to have your hair done, your makeup, the, the correct lighting, the right camera, the right backdrop, all of that stuff. No one really cares about any of that. They just care about hearing something that touches them. And when you can actually get to that point where, well, if I say something that might help someone, oh, it's so much more important than all the other stuff. When you realize that, you can actually like wake up in the morning and pick up your camera and say, I have something important to say. I have no makeup on. I have no hair done. I ha I'm laying in bed with crappy blankets around me. But what I have to say is so important that I'm going to share it with you. I think that we do get caught up in the trending audios and the, the, the transitions and the editing process. Sometimes I'll, I'll be watching someone's editing process. They'll show a behind the scenes of how they made this video. I'm like, goodness gracious, it took you like three hours to make that 15 second clip. Yeah. When I see stuff like that, I know I'm like, well, I don't have time for that. I don't want to be sitting there spending three hours making a clip for, for 15 seconds. Great. That's perfect. There are people who do want to do that. And that's awesome. My style is not that. My style that actually works. And I have proof that it works. It has worked for me. It has worked for my clients. You don't have to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, it's pretty cool and it's fun. And I do enjoy learning editing techniques and trying new things and seeing if a trending audio might get me more reach. But I do that because I enjoy it, not because I think that that will get me more results, because honestly, it doesn't. The, the videos that I have done that have reached the most people, and by the most people, a few hundred million people, <laughs> they have been raw, unfiltered, just real stuff. I don't look amazing. I don't sound amazing. I'm just doing something that's touching people. I'm giving some information or I'm entertaining or I'm sharing something that other people are enjoying. They're entertained, they're inspired, they're motivated. It doesn't look like a professional video at all. So if you just want to get yourself out there in a bigger way, but you don't like all the editing and the high level stuff, great. Let's talk about just getting your story out there. I think that that's one of the biggest things that so many of us struggle with is, well, my story does, I'm boring. There's nothing special about me. There's nothing that I'm saying that nobody else has said. I think that that's one of the biggest hurdles that a lot of us have to get over is just press record, just hit the button because somebody wants to hear your story. Yeah. Yeah. All of that mindset stuff that comes out. It comes up for all of us, unfortunately, often, and I'd love to say, well, here's a technique that'll take that away forever. I don't think there is one, but there are things you can do to remember that there are people who need to hear your story and you can get better at sharing it. I used to always say, just do it, but it's easier said than done. I have learned that most of us are waiting to feel more ready. I'll do more video when I feel ready to do video. But you only feel more ready when you start doing it not ready. 
So if you're waiting to be more ready, here's the answer. Go do it when you're not ready and then you will feel more ready. However, that is just like saying, just do it. I've learned things over the years that help us. Like it, there's something in psychology called exposure therapy. If there's something you're afraid of, the idea is that you take the patient who's afraid and you put them in the fearful situation over and over again until they become less afraid. But if you're afraid of snakes, jumping into a snake pit is not appealing. <laughs> so if I just say to you, well, in order to feel less afraid of snakes, jump into a snake pit, pit. <laughs> you're not going to do it. So what you can do, though, is little things to move you a little forward until touching a snake is not as scary. You may always feel a little afraid of going on video, but it becomes less overwhelming and you're able to do it if you do things like, do, should I share a little technique that I learned? Yes, absolutely. That's what we're here for. Tell us all the techniques. Excellent. So this one I call exposure therapy for getting on video. And it is simply picking up your phone decide you're committed to do this for the next seven days. Pick up your phone and record yourself for about 60 seconds telling yourself a story. The thing to remember is there is no expectation. No one is going to see this video. You don't have to look at the video. You can or you can delete it after you're done. But the idea is that you're going to push record. You're going to see that light go on and you're going to look into the camera and you're going to tell a story. And it can be, this is what I had for dinner last night, and here's how I came up with that recipe. Or this morning, this is how I was feeling when I got out of bed. Anything, just tell yourself a story for 60 seconds for seven days in a row, and you will notice that after that, going on camera becomes a little easier because you've exposed yourself to the thing that's scary without that pressure of needing it to be perfect because you were going to delete it anyway. Now you're a step or two closer to being comfortable on camera. For me, doing Instagram stories and, and Facebook stories was a huge asset in, in order to get over being afraid of the camera. I always felt like I had to say the right thing. I was like scripting things out and it sounded very rehearsed. But mm -hmm. on stories, I was just showing up and talking to a friend and I was gone in 24 hours. I didn't have to worry about it. But that's <laughs> yeah. where I started and it, it helped my camera confidence tremendously. I'm a geriatric millennial. I grew up alongside of the internet. And so I didn't grow up navigating and telling people what I was eating for dinner and where I was going and you know, all the different things. For a lot of us who are 35 plus, it does feel a little foreign to just talk to this little computer that we carry around in our back pockets. Absolutely. We're used to talking like even this, me talking yeah. to you virtually is not what we, I mean, I'm a bit older than you. I certainly <laughs> didn't grow up with this. It's a new skill that we, it's not innate for most of us. Yes, probably for the kids it is. This is how they've, especially the kids who were going to school during the pandemic, this is how they had relationships. Mm -hmm. It's not true for us. So it's completely a different skill, which is amazing to know because you can feel okay that it doesn't feel natural to you. It isn't, but it's something new 
And again, the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more comfortable you get with it, which is why having this little exposure, a tiny bit of exposure every day in a way that is not scary is, is a good idea. You want to do that every day for the rest of your life. Just record something. It's like a little journal for yourself. <laughs> and it gets you used to talking to someone and kind of pretending that that dot is someone you know and it's their eyes that you're looking at and you're chatting with a friend. This is uncomfortable talking to someone virtually, but at least I see your face nodding at me. There's the visual cues. Yes. And I know there's a word for it that I have chemo brain, so I can't think <laughs> of words. But yes, it's that feedback, I think is the word. We don't get any of that feedback when we're recording ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we have to start saying like, I'm looking at Katie right now and I can picture her nodding at the store, even if she's not there, but I'm talking to you. And we get better at that the more we do it. They all say practice makes perfect. I wanna kind of circle back to something that you said. In passing, <laughs> you dropped a huge statistic out there and just kept right on moving about videos that have reached a hundred million people going viral you've done it for yourself you've done it for your clients you've done it on multiple platforms all right let's talk about reaching a hundred million people with a simple video okay yes so first of all the first time it happened to me was an accident i wasn't trying to go viral and using certain techniques. However, the fact that I woke up one morning and saw my videos starting to reach hundreds of thousands of people, it was wonderful for the ego and it was exciting. But more than that, it taught me that what I have to say, although I think it's not relatable and I think it's maybe not interesting to most people, I was wrong. So I got obsessed with studying what makes a video go viral. One of the things is being vulnerable and being authentic and sharing the things that we think other people don't want to hear. Those are the things that go viral. So when I started doing more of what I saw working, I, I figured out more of the elements of what we can put into our videos that will reach. So it started with hundreds of thousands. It then got to hundreds of millions. And so it works. What is the type of video that will reach more people? It's likely the thing that you think you're supposed to hide. If you infuse that into your video, instead of trying to be someone different, if you are the youest you, you can be including the flaws and the embarrassing things and the things that we are supposed to change about ourselves. If you include that, you will reach more people, you will inspire more people, you'll make a bigger impact. And of course, if your goal is to sell things and build a business, you are now connecting with people and you have more people, more of a community that you can reach out to and help them. And I think that that is one of the biggest things. I keep hearing you say over and over and over again, authenticity and being relatable. So what you're saying is we got to stop worrying about what others think about us because that's what's going to make people want to be in our circle, want to be in our sphere because we are being our true self. 
Yeah. And again, easier said than done, right? So it's, I could stand on the mountaintop and say, just stop caring about what other people think. And the world is not going to go, oh, okay, now I'll stop caring. But we need to remember that people do need to hear what we have to say. And being authentic means sharing the stuff that isn't perfect. It's, and being relatable, again, this is something that was shocking to me. My first few videos that I did that were that went viral, that reached so many millions of people, were things that I just knew were not relatable. They were very unique, kind of niche, very narrow niche ideas that most people, I just wanted to share what I was going through, but no one will be able to relate to it. Hundreds of thousands of comments on those videos of people saying how relatable it was. So what I realized is it's not specifically the thing that you're going through that may or may not be relatable, but how you handle it or what you learn from it. So relatable. Your ahas from a challenge you're going through or something that you found funny about something that's annoying that's going on. Those are the things that become relatable that people go, like I did a video about me forgetting that I just lost all my hair and I thought it was funny. And the comments were, this is so me when I forget that I have my glasses on. This is so me when I forget that I'm holding my phone and I'm looking for my phone. They were <laughs> relating to the idea of muscle memory, not the fact that I lost my hair. It's the feelings and the emotions and the actions surrounding your story that are often the things that connect with so many people. Going off of that, being relatable, trying to share just being authentic to yourself. If someone's saying, okay, I'm willing to just give all this a shot, just show up as who I am and I'm going to give it a try. What platforms should they give this a try on? I mean, should they try TikTok still? Is YouTube shorts where it's at? Or should we all be hanging out with Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> the answer is yes and maybe and no. It depends. <laughs> on the culture of the platform that appeals to you the most and where your audience is. I've always said, when people ask me, what is the platform I should spend most of my time on? And the answer is the intersection of the one you like the best and where your audience is hanging out. Because if your audience tends to hang out on TikTok, but you hate TikTok, you're not going to probably succeed because you're just going to hate it so much. So if you can find what you like and where your audience is, the most of that, then that's the platform that you will do the best on because your audience is there and because you like it. And for me, I happened to fall in love with TikTok in 2020. So that became the platform where I spent most of my time. When YouTube came out, they were the next one to come out with their version of TikTok, which is YouTube Shorts. I started putting videos there and realizing, oh, I think my audience is here and I could get into this. So I moved a lot of my energy to YouTube. Instagram, for me, is not my favorite place to hang out, but that doesn't mean it's not right for you. So Instagram Reels yeah. may be perfect for you. My suggestion is pick one and go all in. Oh, music to my ears. Yes. Yes. You will get much better results. Yes. Yeah. So, and I always like to say, so if you have a hundred percent of your time and your energy, 
we all have 100, like there's a limit to our time and energy. So if you go on five platforms and you spend 20% of your energy on each versus 100% on one platform, it's obvious that you're going to get better results. One million percent. I've been talking about this a lot, actually, this year. It wasn't until 2023 that I actually had time and the capacity and the strategy to incorporate Facebook. I'd been doing only LinkedIn and Instagram for the past five years. And then I finally was like, okay, I have these two under control. I know the strategy that works for me on these two platforms. Now I can go ahead and try incorporating one more in because it's not copy and pasteable across all these platforms. No, the culture and the audience is different and the language is different. Even you're obviously always sticking to your brand and your messages, but you may say it in a slightly different way so that the audience hears you, what your message. The way you just described that, I always think of a layer cake where if you're baking a layer cake and you'd like, it's like, I'm going to start on Instagram. That's my place. So you pour the batter in for the first layer. If you add another platform, I'm also going to do TikTok. So you pour that batter in before the first layer is cooked. It just all mushes together and becomes confusing. So you want to make sure that Instagram is cooked because then you can pour a layer on it and, and then cook that layer. It doesn't mix in because the layer is cooked already. Yeah. How a layer becomes cooked is you get comfortable with it, you systemize it, it becomes almost automated, some of it, because you, you just know what to do. And like you said, Katie, then it was time for you to add another platform because the, the, the layers that you were working on were cooked. Yes, exactly. And I love that analogy. So <laughs> we're posting on one or two platforms. We're going all in with our video. We're authentic video. We're not worrying about how we show up. We're just showing up as ourselves, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Is there a certain formula of how we write our captions or how we start our videos? Is there a certain way that we should be trying to kind of build these out? so that we are going to see as much success as possible. Yes, that also depends on your goals. The formula is first figure out what do you wanna get out of this. If it's to share your story in a big way and make a big impact, your videos are likely going to have a different structure than someone who's looking to sell more of their products or their services. The great thing to know is that if you're looking to sell more things, make more offers, have more leads come in, we do need to look for hints and suggestions from people who don't have anything to sell, because when you don't have something to sell, those videos tend to reach more people. How can you make your sales type videos more like the videos that don't have anything to sell so they're more entertaining and people will stop and watch them and get to the point where you are offering something. So that's one thing to remember. The other thing I just want to, because you mentioned this in the beginning, how I tend to say do more rather than less. The reason is only because of what's going on in the algorithms right now. It isn't because you need to keep bombarding people. I also don't believe that quantity is better than quality. I, quality is better, but what's going on right now? And this may change. It changes because guidelines change, algorithms change. 
right now, unfortunately right now, what we're seeing is if you post more videos on TikTok and YouTube, for example, even if you don't get a lot of views right away, the algorithm and the platform start seeing that you're active and then they start showing your videos to more people. Obviously, each platform, their number one objective is to keep people on their platform. So if you're going to make content that keeps people on their platform, they are going to praise you. They're going to they're going to give you a gift. They're going to show your videos to more people because you're being good to them. Reward. <laughs> they're going to reward you for it. This is something that I like to share my authentic, vulnerable side. I really have lost words since I went through chemotherapy three years ago. I feel like I have a really good excuse. It's also my age, but that's who I am. I really appreciate the support that of you giving me the words. I, lo I love that you're always so authentic. I mean, so Nika, we're trying to replicate these videos that don't look like we're selling something. Is there a formula like on TikTok, it should be the best videos are 15 seconds on YouTube. The best videos are six seconds. Is there like a specific formula across one platform for more opportunities to go viral? Yeah. The good news is for the most part, because the platforms really, when they first started anyway, they were copying TikTok. TikTok was the big behemoth and everyone wanted a piece of that. So YouTube copied them with shorts, then Instagram came and copied them with reels and Facebook now joined in because they're <laughs> the same company as Instagram. The formula that works on one for the most part will work on all of them. Uh, the, the way you speak to your audience may be different, but the types of videos that work are, are pretty universal. Although the the trend has been towards longer short form videos um, like TikTok is encouraging uh, their their members to post longer videos. I, they want to keep people on TikTok longer. So they're rewarding people for posting over one minute videos. And sometimes they're two, three, four minute videos. If they're really entertaining, you will keep people on. But still for the most part, the shorter the video, the more likely it will reach more people. One of the reasons is that the platform looks for hints to see if your video is good. And if it is good, meaning people are staying on the platform and watching it, like whether it's good or not, it doesn't matter. If people are watching it to the platform, it's good. And if your video is good, they will then show it to more people. If people watch a, a high percentage of your video, that is a strong nod to TikTok, for example, that people like this video, let's show it to more people. And it's easier to get people to watch a higher percentage if the video is shorter. It's easier to get people to watch 50% of a 10 second video than it is to get people to watch 50% of a one minute video. Yeah, That's one of the reasons that shorter videos tend to reach more people. So. Under 20 seconds is still something that is going viral easier. It may change, but I don't think it will change because our attention span is getting shorter and shorter, not longer. <laughs> the general public wants short things. What I'm hearing you say, Nika, is that we have to have quality videos that are authentic, that are short. We get right to the point. Yes. Hashtags don't matter. I have noticed they're mattering less and less. 
but this is for the video. People are tending to just look at the video. Now, th there are all different people out there teaching other types of videos, but if your goal is to reach more people, then what I'm saying works. There are ways, of course, to, if you're looking to get more opt-ins, then you're gonna reach less people, but you may get more opt-ins, and that's wonderful. Again, you wanna think about your objective, your goals. But eat, whether it's short or long, the start of your video needs to catch people's attention. It needs to be impactful. So you need a hook that catches, that stops the scroll. People are watching like this. And if your hook catches my attention, I stop and I watch more of your video. So the beginning of your video is the most important thing to focus on. Oh, Nika, this has been such a great conversation. I could talk video with you all day. You know, me and video, I typically get all hot and sweaty and nervous, but this has been a great conversation and it definitely ma makes me feel as though we can all just take a giant sigh of relief of we're kind of, we are the ones that are holding ourselves back from these opportunities. If we sit down and decide to just go all in on this and share what we're thinking about not worry about the, the right lighting and doing the dancing and, and all the different things. All that can be a part of your strategy, but just showing up regularly more often is going to give you an opportunity for more reach. Absolutely. And not only knowing that like, makes it more comfortable to do it, but it really takes away a lot of the excuses. Most of our excuses is I'm either I'm not ready, I'm, I don't look right, I can't think of something to say. None of that actually matters. Put out another video, that's better for gaining more visibility and more reach. Again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. I appreciate you talking us off of the ledge of being afraid of video. If people want to learn more about you and, and your video strategies, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I have a Facebook group where we talk about video and strategies for getting more visibility online. It's called Grow Your Social. Come join us and, and say hello. It's very supportive and you'll get some good tips and strategies. Amazing. Well, be sure to join her Facebook group. Follow her on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram. Her videos are a lot of fun. I feel like I've gotten to know you a lot better just from watching your videos on social media, even though we get to see each other, you know, sometimes twice a week here on the, on the old Zoom. So yeah. it's amazing what can happen when you show up authentically on social media on a regular basis. Absolutely. Yeah, you well, make friends. Exactly. You can make friends from all over the world when you show up authentically. Well, thank you again, Nika, so much for your coming on Rocky Mountain Marketing. It was a pleasure talking with you today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.